Welcome to the Shark Bite Show, where we dive into the stories of our members, coaches, friends, and family of Shark Bite Fitness and Nutrition. All right, let's roll. Uh, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Shark Bite Show. It's been a little bit. Uh, I'm Nick, as always. We uh, Today we have um, Josh, who runs uh, Athletic Recovery Services, and he's a coach at Shark Bite Cape Oral and Shark Bite Fort Myers. And then we have Val, who is also a coach at Shark Bite Cape Oral and Shark Bite Fort Myers. Just smile at yourself. I didn't um, want to. <laughs> we, uh, today we're going to be running through a, like a mailbag style, right? So what we did was we compiled questions, um, from our members, friends, some of the other coaches, people who just wanted to know things about fitness and about us. Um, and we're going to, we're going to go ahead and just kind of answer them. So first time we've done something like this, let's see how it goes. Um, so first off, Josh, Val, thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Yep. Thank you. Great. I was letting Josh speak on behalf of both of us, but yes, thanks for having us. If, if this is your first time listening to Val on a podcast, it's going to be fun. She's not in any way awkward. You started the podcast more awkward than I could have imagined. So <laughs> I'll edit that part out. I won't edit your part out. Cool. Okay. Um, so we're going we're gonna, to, there's no order to this. We're just going to dive into them. Um, first things first. One of the questions I got was, what do you guys think is the most like complete exercise Ooh, people are gonna hate me for this <laughs> i already know i'm gonna hate you for this <laughs> <laughs> i say turkish get up josh you say turkish get up i do why, why do you say that i think because it couples it couples principles of both um control of stability and then strength throughout uh, and ranges of motion while transitioning through four ranges of movement cool Okay. Yeah. They, they suck in, in a good <laughs> yeah. way. Yeah, definitely. I don't hate you for that as much as I thought I was going to, okay. but I don't mind Turkish get-ups. I also think they're a really good movement um, in terms of like accessory work and things like that. I would say probably like a squat clean thruster, get your pull, get your squat, get your push. Gets a lot of different um, body parts moving at once, core stability, strength. You can lighten them up, make them fast and they'll destroy you. So Pretty versatile. Um, yeah, they definitely will destroy you. <laughs> Everybody look forward to seeing clusters in the next great season. <laughs> okay. Um, I think mine is like, it sucks to say it, but either the burpee or the thruster. Yeah. I think those, those two are like, there's a reason they suck so bad, you know? <laughs> burpee, you're getting your body all the way down to the ground. You're jumping up. So you're getting pressing. You're getting jumping. Your cardio is getting up high. Your, your heart rate is getting real high. Um, then the thruster, I mean... I feel like there's not a single muscle in my body that doesn't get used while I do that. Yeah. So and everything is working smokes. so hard. Yeah. Like literally everything. So. And you have to have good mobility to do a thruster as well. So like you can't lack there. I do lack there. But <laughs> there's a reason your thrusters look the way they do. <laughs> Nick is a rock. <laughs> um, okay. You as coaches or all of us as coaches, right? What is a bad habit you catch yourself doing and, and how do you, how do you work on not doing it? Cause that's something that I think people feel pretty, pretty commonly. Who's, who's going first? You are. All right. Well, I have a lot of bad habits. So, <laughs> cause I'm 23 and still, still figuring everything out. Um, I, I would say I have two. One is that I eat like a 23 year old. Um, so <laughs> I have a lot of caffeine and not, as many nutrient dense foods as I should. Um, so that's one of my very bad habits. And then the second would be, um, I probably just like 
overshooting expectations of like what I should be doing in workouts and pushing myself way too hard to the point where like I want to come in and work out the next day but I can't because I was dumb and <laughs> went way too hard the first day or even like in a competition style setting where like you have to pace yourself for the whole day through five really intense workouts and then going out way too hot on the first one or way too fast on the first round um and things like that so how do you how do you plan on working on those how do, how do you how do you combat those i've been listening to all of my very smart and intelligent coaches and coworkers that guide me in the right directions um but i've been a lot more receptive to cues and advice and um pacing ideas and then I also just like mess some stuff up and like get into workouts and I'm like wasn't able to finish that the way I wanted to should have gone a little bit slower in the beginning and then next time I go into a similar workout try something a little different so, so I'm, ex I'm experimenting yeah so you learn from them yeah okay she, she's almost acting like a 24 year old <laughs> <laughs> we're almost there guys one month <laughs> Josh what about you um I know First and foremost over anything else, one of my bad habits that took a long time for me to catch was under eating and overtraining. And that's pretty significant, like, because we're all seen as coaches in like the forefront of the view of everybody that kind of symbolizes what they're here to do. That it's hard for people to kind of accept that sometimes. But man, talk about some like dangerous positions that I've been in without even like realizing, besides like people coming up and being like, hey, eat <laughs> I, I, that was me that was me yes. doing that i was the one saying you need to eat food yes nick does that to everybody it's very rude <laughs> well it's like for a lot of bad habits for most of us like we don't realize that we're doing them unless like we have the magnification of somebody else showing us what is actually happening um that's my most significant i would definitely say so i'm are you still done. doing that no i'm doing better with it did you see I was eating? I was eating a wrap over there. Good for you. Yes. Yeah, guys, Josh, Josh was eating a homemade salad and wrap before we started. When I say homemade, I mean he had like a giant Tupperware. It wasn't a Tupperware. It was like a, it was a topless bowl <laughs> that had tinfoil on it. I did. I did. I, I went bougie. I made some like real bomb ass like chicken salad and then I made some lentils with steak. Yeah. I don't Five know. Star. I don't know what any of those are. <laughs> <laughs> Go get some Taco Bell. <laughs> Um, so I'm eating more good. I did a meal plan for a little bit until some situations and positions changed for me. And then I do much better at kind of making bulk meals to kind of last myself throughout the week to carry with me and less eating out. Yeah. Okay. Well then, uh, I'll do mine. My, uh, I think a, a big problem I have is sometimes I'll, I'll make it so that I get stuck working out alone. And we all know that I'm not the biggest fan of that. I don't think many of us are, you know, I, I really like getting into classes like our shark bite classes, not just cause like they're our classes, but I really like getting into them. They're fun. Nick loves mornings now. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, we turned Nick into a morning person <laughs> against his will. It took eight years, but I'm officially a morning person. Uh, I tried really hard to survive my afternoon time frames, but I, I can't do it anymore. I just found like a, I would get busy, you know, throughout the day and I would end up doing a workout by myself at 7.30 at night, you know, or in between coaching two classes in like that 15 minute gap or something. And I decided that wasn't the most efficient way to do that. <laughs> Working out without warming up because you're tight on timelines. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and like we wouldn't, you know, teach somebody else to do that. So like what kind of hypocr hypocrisy is that for me to be doing that? So, um, yeah, so I, I combated that by now I get my ass up every day and, and I come to the mornings, which is crazy. But Anybody who's known Nick for a long time knows that that's not a thing I want to be doing. So, 
Um, but it's worth it because I get to get my workouts in and I usually start my day off way better and I, I end up being way more productive now too. So. Comes in with a smile anyways. <laughs> I, I don't come in with a smile. That's not true. You have a smile by the time I get here. So. <laughs> Five minutes later. <laughs> um, okay, so this one's interesting, Josh. Let's have you start this off. So what's what's the uh, what's the most like mis most common misconception we'll hear about like injuries? Um Oh, okay. So one of my biggest ones that, thank you. Uh, one of the biggest flaws and misconceptions that I have about injuries is that if you feel that you hurt yourself or you sustain what we would quote unquote call an injury is that you want to stop doing what you're doing and just sit and rest and let it heal. Um, depending on like, were you not depending, like the most current research that's coming out with the greatest substantiability of uh, substance behind it is going towards the direction of active movement and mobility um, within other principles of rehabilitation and stuff like that as well are going to lead you in that direction of getting out of whatever that sustained injury is and getting you back to better movement quicker and faster. Um, especially here in the gym, people say, oh, I injured myself and I can't come in and do that. And a lot of times, especially with the very unique education aspect that we have as coaches here at Sharkbite between yourself and myself and everybody else included is our ability to scale to put you into positions to where you can actually do movements that will help improve your progression with that injury and help get you back better faster. Yeah, like many, some people might not know this, but our backgrounds are like, I'm a certified athletic trainer. Josh is a physical therapist assistant. Val has a degree in exercise science, right? So the, we've all worked in like rehab protocols Right. And that it's so common for people to not know that. And I think that's probably been that way on purpose for many years because it makes doctors a lot of money. Yeah. Well, still like even doctors and professionals in the field, like I not too long ago, like a year, year and a half ago was at a chiropractor at doctors for a back injury. And they were like, you just need to stop. And I was like, that is the opposite of what I need mm -hmm. to do. <laughs> So I stopped listening to them and everyone gives me a bunch of slack because I don't listen to doctors, but then they say things like that. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing, right? Is that the, there's an understandable reason why people feel that way, right? And it's because for years and years and years, that's what they heard. Right? But, you know, the most up-to-date science has proven that that's not true. That was the, the, the accepted mindset for a long time, right? But I mean, sometime recently, the doctor who came out with rice, right? Rest, ice, compression, elevation. He came out and was like, my bad. Mm -hmm. I was wrong. Like, I, I'm sorry that it's been that way for well, so long. I was incorrect about that. You what's mind-blowing is I don't even think it was that recent. Like, I think it was a good chunk of almost a decade ago or something like that, mm -hmm. which is pretty mind-blowing. Yeah, and it, it, that is, like, the most common thing. And not even just in the gym here, but just anywhere. You know, you'll hear people say, like, oh, I hurt my shoulder, you know, doing whatever, playing baseball with my kids or whatever. So I guess I just never move my shoulder again. Mm -hmm. It's like, how on earth is that going to fix the problem? I rested it and it got stiff and now it hurts when I go overhead. Yeah. It's like, because you let it sit down here doing nothing for a long time. I was just having a conversation with a, a new member yesterday who joined the gym and she was saying that uh, it's weird when she squats, her knees hurt less. And I was like, yeah, like that, <laughs> that makes sense. That's how, that's how anatomy and physiology and kinesiology work. And that's, that's, that's the point. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's crazy how we have these systems, like whether you want to think of it from hunter gatherer or just from like an evolutionary standpoint, like we are meant to move, travel and do things. And it makes sense that, holy crap, like if we're not doing that, our body kind of breaks down. Like I always made the analogy of like motion is lotion, but if you're not doing anything, you're kind of like a stagnant pool of water and everything just kind of sits there and builds and magnifies. 
This episode is brought to you by Punch Gunk. Punch Gunk is a pain relief and anti-inflammatory rub. Uh, you put it on your muscles, your joints. You're gonna feel a whole lot better if you use it. I know that a couple weeks ago, I had, my back was killing me from a deadlift workout. Couldn't bend over without strong discomfort. One of the players convinced me to use some, uh, rubbed it on my back. About 15 minutes later, I was doing muscle ups and snatches with no pain at all. I absolutely could not believe it, but it's true. They're a supporter of the podcast now. If you want to try it out, go to punchgunk.com. Use code SHARKS10. Uh, you'll get a discount. This stuff is amazing. It's all over my gym now. The Southwest Florida Sharks and the Florida Grid League use it. Big, big, big supporter of it now. Check it out at punchgunk.com. Use code SHARKS10 for a discount. When I was doing my internships in college, so with like FTC men's basketball and um, the FSW teams and then in a couple of physical therapy clinics, that was like hard for me to understand was because I came from that mindset, you know, in the army when you got hurt, either they said, you know, push through it or they just said like sit in your room and don't move for three days. And then I was doing rehab protocols with people and they were like, no, no, you have to push into this pain for, you know, for this reason mm -hmm. to achieve this goal. And I was like, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah. And especially in today's day and age, like not even just with movement in general, but there's such a stigma about saying, oh, if it hurts, don't do it. But there is like a healthy level of discomfort that like we should as individuals, like stress induces growth. That's a really good point too, right? Because I think a lot of people confuse like hurt and discomfort as, oh. as they are two different things and they'll mm -hmm. feel the same if you haven't felt them yet, you know? And if you're confused about those, go find your local health move, movement and health professional and they will educate you on what types of pains are good and bad. <laughs> you, you know what I feel like is most common like that? Um, ankle sprains. Yeah. Right. Like if you've if you've never sprained your ankle or it's been like a crazy long time since you did, you're like, oh, that doesn't hurt that bad. And then somebody sprains their ankle and you're like, ah, you're being a sissy. Like, why are you acting like that? But spraining your ankle really, really hurts. Like it is incredibly painful. And then you gotta like keep walking on it yeah. for days. It's incredibly painful, but doing nothing doesn't make it better. Mm -hmm. You know, um, the, the best way to fix an ankle sprain is is controlled movement. Like that's, that's the way to do it, not to lay on your couch for three weeks, you know? Um, okay, so what is something that you guys wish you had known when you first started like physical fitnessing, whatever that was, whether it be here mm -hmm. or just kind of like before you made it an important part of your life. Now <laughs> looks like she wants I to have, bite this one off. I have so many. Um, I knew so little when I started. I mean, like everyone does, nobody really knows anything when they start. Um, but I started working out in a gym a lot because when I was in gymnastics, like I wanted that extra edge. And I thought that like, if I just did more conditioning and I got stronger and did all the things that like on, like in theory, you're supposed to do to make you better then like, I would be better. So I just started training like crazy amounts of times per day and hours and whatever. Um, but I wish I knew like how to achieve the goals I wanted. So I was doing super high volume workouts, lighter weights, because I was like a 14 year old girl. And like, that's what you did. And you didn't go into the gym and back squat and whatever. Eventually I did because I got into weightlifting classes and stuff in high school. But um, I was doing like all these high volume, low rep thing, because those were the directions my coaches were getting me in gymnastics. They were like, you can't put on too much muscle mass. And like, they were still very old school in their ways. Mm -hmm. um, and touching a weight was like taboo 
and like we had five pound little plates and like if we used those that was going very heavy <laughs> and so I didn't really know how to properly get stronger um, to be good at the things that I wanted to be good at and I wish I knew that because I think I would have been a way better athlete but instead I was just kind of like throwing throwing darts out <laughs> seeing where where they landed I'm not going to just let this slide by like Val just made it seem like she's not an amazing athlete in, in gymnastics yeah I was I was not a good <laughs> I was not a good gymnast we're not gonna <laughs> pretend like I was um what about you Josh what, what do you wish you knew um I wish I knew that there's strength in the foundations um that it's not always just about lifting heavy to get the heavy weights up overhead it's a lot about the quality work that we do on the background of it that really pays off that helps you substantially build your strength on top of it like um i had a very unique opportunity where actually i just hit my year and a half post-op like mm. last week so that's pretty cool but i had an opportunity to restart my movement journey last year um, and because of that, I kind of took that principle that I was able to learn over the years in rehab and apply them to what I wish I would have known in the beginning. Um, and for me personally, I'm really mind blown at the results. Um, and it's been a really cool journey to be able to apply those things that I wish I knew in the beginning. I, I know that I, I wish I had just realized that it's like a long game, you know, the, uh, we, you know, we do the committee club here right? and the people that, um, make come a certain amount of times it's 13 classes per month and then starting in 2022 it'll be 15 so fair warning everybody <laughs> but um one more yeah uh like the committed club is a, is a clear indication of like the fittest people in the gym you know it's not those aren't necessarily the people who lift the most weights or like who do the fastest but they're the most consistent right so like i wish especially because i started this when i was really young that i would have understood that you know i i can i can remember times where i would like not start a workout program or something because I hadn't bought protein yet or something. And I would think like, why waste the time on the workout because I don't have the protein yet? Or like I, or I didn't have the right. That's such a young yeah, male totally, thing that's, to do. Totally, totally. I, can't, like, I can't work out today. I don't have my pre-workout. Yeah. Or like <laughs> I, I would like, hadn't found the right plan in men's health or something, you know? So yeah. it's like, I better not start till I find the right plan. And recognizing that if I would have just like started working out earlier, I would have been way better, way faster because yeah. of the, like the compounding interest of how you do, you know? Um, so I, I definitely just wish I would have recognized like, yo, you don't need to do muscle ups fast. You don't need to do all the workouts really hard. You don't have to wait for anything to be perfect. Like it's a long game. Just start, mm -hmm. you know, what they say, like the best time to invest was 10 years ago, right? Like mm -hmm. the best time to start working, <laughs> working out was, was last week. Mm -hmm. Like that would have been really good for me. Um, Okay, well then this might be similar. Like, what what is what is fitness done for you guys, like personally? I won't start this one. I'll let someone else take the reins. I'll Go for it, Josh. Uh, I mean, besides just a better movement life, um, mental health has been my greatest benefit. The fitness for me just kind of gives me a chance to escape, whether it be here in the gym or rock climbing or anything like that. Um, clarity, I guess. Like what? What do you mean? Uh, clarity as far as it's very easy to get into your head. Like I'm a very big mental health advocate for people on being very open about finding that it's necessary for people to talk about things. Um, and sometimes it takes a definite dose of self-reflection um, and putting myself into those extreme positions of being able to elevate my heart rate and kind of shut my mind off and 
focus on just the task that's in front of me for a period of time gives me an opportunity to really step back and allow me to organize what's going on in my head and what needs to be done direction and stuff like that. I I want to jump in front of Al because mine's probably really similar to Josh's is like that, you know, the, like what you just said, getting to kind of shut your brain off a little bit and be like, I'm just focused on like picking up this barbell or doing these pull-ups or, you know, getting my ass kicked on this bike or whatever. And like, we live in such a distracted world now, you know, there's so much stimulus all the time, so everywhere from every direction, so many opportunities to make decisions and talk to people and check your likes on Instagram or we you know whatever the hell is taking your attention, getting an hour where it's like, my brain's off. I'm focused on like caveman tasks, lift thing, do thing, move fast. Like that, that's really, really beneficial for me. I feel you on that one. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, I agree completely, but I'll give you guys a different answer just so it's not three of the same answer. <laughs> um, fitness has pretty much guided my life for the past 10 years. Um, so everything that's happened has almost happened around the gym or around some sort of type of training. Um, but it hasn't always been the same. I started out, like I said, because I wanted to be a better gymnast. So I was like smaller, leaner, lighter, faster, stronger, but I didn't really know what that meant. Mm -hmm. Um, and then as I started getting like later into my teen years, like 17, 18, I started kind of finding crossfit stuff on social media, powerlifting stuff, things like that. And I was like, that's cool. I want to be strong like that, not strong, like gymnast strong. Mm -hmm. And so then I started leaning into that a little bit. I started picking up a barbell, um, started getting comfy with those movements. And then I also had a lot of male influence between like my brother and his friends and they were all into the gym and lifting and things like that. And I was like, oh, well, I want to keep up with them because <laughs> why not? And so uh, my goals kind of shifted from smaller, like more female ideology of like what society pushes on us into like what can I do what are the badass cool things I can do how strong can I be and like look at all these impressive things I can do now regardless of weight aesthetics anything like that um I feel better I'm less injured than I used to be and focus more I'm just like doing cool shit I like that one a lot <laughs> there's been a big a big shift in like talking to women when they come to join the gym and it, it used to be really common to just hear the words like I want to be skinny mm -hmm. that's it I want to be skinny I want to be skinny I want to be skinny and now like I hear so much more often like I want to be strong mm -hmm. yeah they might not be always be saying that word and they might yeah. say the word like toned or something but, but like but like they mean it but that, that's what they're looking for <laughs> and yeah. they come in and they're like PR lifts and they're like that was cool I'm yeah. like I know <laughs> I feel like a badass yeah. that kind of feeling yeah I'll, I'll say another one for me too is in the mental health aspect is uh like other things feel easier when you work out, you know, like when, when you're, when you do hard workouts, I feel like other challenges in your day-to-day -day life don't feel as drastic, you know, like that, that, that leaning into something challenging every single day, like coming in here and doing the workout we did today, which was biking and goblet squats, which was really hard. Like years ago, I might've been like, I can't do that, you know, but I get the feeling of accomplishment every time I do. So then when I need to make a bigger, like a business decision or something, it's not nearly as challenging as it could have been because I'm already doing a little bit of hard stuff every day, you know? 
I, I feel like that really helps me that way. I think it's an important life lesson to learn. Like that's something that I've been implementing with my son. Like he'll come in here and we'll be doing something. It'll be challenging. I say, yeah, but you do this. And then because now that you find that you've had the ability to do something that you didn't think that you were able to, you're going to find that that's going to translate into other tasks as well. And you're going to be able to stop getting out of that headspace of saying, hey, I can't do this and say, okay, well, I know if I just push through this, I am able to work my way through something. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that for sure. Um, this one is a good one for you, Val. Uh, I can't see where my mouse is, but the top one, that one. Okay. Um, gosh. You want to read the question? Yeah, I'm <laughs> trying to figure out how to answer it first. Uh, the question is, how do you stay motivated to continue showing up to work out instead of blowing it off to do something else? Um, and, and that's a really common question, right? Like we, that's super common. Yeah. And I have a really hard time answering that because like, I, like I said, for the past 10 years, like this is all I've known and like wanted to come in and do mm -hmm. sometimes two, three times a day. So like, I have a really hard time relating to like prioritizing something else over the gym, but, um, you have to make it fun. You have to like make it something that you want to go and do, whether it's you turn it into a social thing and you're like, all my friends are there or you like have a goal and you're like, I have to show up and do this in order to achieve this. Um, but it can't be like a goal that you're setting just for an end game. It has to, like you have to get some sort of fulfillment from it. Um, so I don't know, I think there has to be something you're working towards. You can't just be like, I'm going into the gym and I'm gonna work out and I'm gonna come in and I'm gonna do it again tomorrow and like maybe get better, I don't know. Like you have to go in with the purpose of like going in, putting your focus into it and then getting out. And if all you want to do is go in and devote 20 minutes to it, go in and devote 20 focused minutes in the gym. You don't have to go in and spend an hour, two, three hours to make progress on anything. Mm -hmm. um, so make it fun and find something that you want to do because nobody can want it for you. Yeah, I think that part's really important because unlike you, I I did not grow up being a gym person. I didn't like play sports, mm. you know. And even in the army, I wasn't in very good shape. I was in like the required amount of shape I needed to be in, not but not like oh man, I enjoy this. It was like this is hell I have to do to <laughs> not get yelled at and maybe not die. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like oh I can't wait to go to the gym. So for me, it's you got to find something you enjoy. Like you said, it's gonna be fun, right? Like and like you know, unpopular thing to say. Like maybe this isn't it. Like that's okay, right? Mm. But you got to find something that you find fun. And then because you find it fun, you'll be like, okay, I will stick to this. And then kind of like what I said before, that long game starts to pay off. Right. You know? And like, it doesn't, it's not even directly like the gym lifting weights, whatever. It's like going out and riding a bike, going mm -hmm. for a walk, mm -hmm. going and playing basketball with your friends, like any type of activity that you're like, I get enjoyment out of that. Cause like not everybody enjoys lifting heavy weights. Mm -hmm. I don't get it. But that's what I've been told. So. But there's nothing wrong with right. that inherently. Yeah, right, like, right. I'll have people that will come into my clinic that don't go to this gym. And they're like, yeah, but I don't want that style of workout. And I was like, at the end of the day, like realistically, I care less what style of workout fits your personal needs mm -hmm. because you as an individual need to find the happiness with it. Mm -hmm. And whatever setting that you can be functionally active in, whether it be a traditional gym, whether it be like functional fitness or CrossFit based gym, or whether you're swimming laps, like anything that's keeping you active, getting that heart rate up, getting that variability in there is going to help make you a better person. So find what your fit is. 
the best workout plan is the one you do. Yes. <laughs> it, I mean, there, there couldn't be anything more true than that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if, if Zumba's your thing, man, if you'll go to it, go do it. Like, if you'll, if you'll get it going, get it going. We're just, we're just all here to make everybody help, healthier and happier. And if we're not the place for it, we want to help you find what is. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks for hanging out with us today on the Shark Bite Show. If you'd like to get a hold of us, you can find us on Facebook or Instagram at Shark Bite Fitness and Nutrition or on our website at sharkbitefitness.com. If you'd like to find out more about our guests, their information will be in the show notes. If you'd like to talk to us about getting more fit, feel free to schedule a free no-sweat intro at one of our locations in Cape Coral, Fort Myers, or Naples, Florida.